Pay big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big in all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. A lot going on. There's athletes at the Olympics that are weeping because of the accommodations. We got politicians still going to schools, not wearing masks. Uh, I mean, the biggest problem I think we face right now is Joe Rogan. Yes. Well, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Huh? Oh, my gosh. Golly. They've unearthed him saying the word that you can't say. Uh, Forget about the context. It doesn't matter. This is where he could be canceled, except he's not going to be canceled. We'll get to all that stuff. You want to start, David, with, uh, and this has happened in a number of different places, where they're saying, okay, the masks in school for the kids, okay, we're not going to do that anymore. Yeah. Right? Judge has ruled we're not doing it. But, but wait a second, it's not that simple. Yeah, it, it, it really is just so stupid that this continues to be fought in court. What a waste of time. Uh, a judge in Illinois has temporarily blocked the mask mandates for schools, and the governor, J.B. Pritzker, is fighting to reinstate it. Uh, now, a lot of school districts are still strongly recommending the masks. A few are ignoring the judge's order, basically saying, well, we're talking to our district's attorney and we're thinking, OK, I guess we're we're going to keep this in place for now because it was just a temporary restraining order. We don't know what the, what it's going to look like in the long run. There are liability concerns. Uh, and then some are actually taking an emergency day off. They say uh, well, we want to know how we can keep the kids safe. It's a protest. Here we freaking go again. How to keep the kids safe? This isn't about the kids, right? I thought we let that ship sail a long time ago, and it was about, well, it's about the staff. Right. Because you knew, as far as following the science, the numbers when it came to kids. And spreading it, and, you know, their chance of death, 0.003% or whatever it was. So then it, it's sort of framed as, well, you got to keep, you know, the community safe. And they're in these classrooms for all this time. And then the studies come out, really, this is doing no good, mm -hmm. especially with the cloth mask, which we've talked about, I don't know, a zillion times, where it's 15 to 20% efficacy. It really doesn't do any good. Yet some people cannot lose the grip of this thing. So you got some districts that are flat out saying, okay, we're done with it. Kids, your choice from here on out. And other districts are saying, well, we talked to our lawyers, and we're not quite sure that we could do that yet. We don't want to get in trouble. It's just a freaking mess. And again, depending on where you're at in the country, this is a big deal or not. You know, and I suppose if, you know, you don't have kids or my kids have been out of school for a long time, whatever it is, it's not top of mind. But for those that 
do have kids and are still being made to wear a mask every day and knowing how ridiculous that is, it's incredibly frustrating, especially knowing how much damage it does. You were talking about to little kids. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I even and, and fortunately, you know, my daughter hasn't had to go through any of this because she's not in school yet. She's only two. Uh, but I just took her to, uh, just an update, just an appointment at the pediatrician, just, you know, periodic checkup. And they were testing her social skills, her uh, verbal skills, just basic developmental things like that. And mm-hmm. the pediatrician said one of the saddest things I've heard, which is, wow, she's doing great, especially for a pandemic baby. And what, what does oh. that tell you? That when a pediatrician is actually surprised, that a two-year-old can do things like say words and can make eye contact and listens sometimes, <laughs> you know, outside of the <laughs> right. normal toddler <laughs> stuff, but, but can actually listen to uh, a directive that's given by an adult. And that's something that's not really normal right now. Well, I've, yeah, obviously he's putting up against uh, what else he sees yeah. and saying your daughter's doing pretty well. Especially for being your daughter, David. Right, exactly. I mean, I, I put that on top of it. I can gosh. barely string two words together. It's a mm-hmm. miracle. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, we'll see where this goes. Well, it's, I, I always think, what are they waiting for? I mean, Johns Hopkins, it's not like Bob's Knowledge World il- hey. issued that edict. You know, I mean, this is a renowned institution. You're talking about the study that Yeah, came the study that said, hey, kids week. are not at risk here. Not only that. Masks are ridiculous. The whole lockdown. Yeah, the, I mean, every no all good. part of this, though. But did you notice any legacy media None. covering that None. at all? And I was paying close attention because we had just talked about this Friday, and I thought, they won't do it. They won't do it. And they didn't. Because they're not looking out for the people. It's about following an agenda. That's what it is. It's freaking propaganda. I know we say it a yeah. lot. They just prove it all of the time. All the time. Meanwhile, we're getting educated about, you know, world politics from ESPN now that the Olympics are going on, apparently. Oh, yeah. Well, ESPN tried to talk about the Genocide Olympics being held in China and how, you know, kicking around something that a lot of people have thought about, right? How can you enjoy the games knowing that China is not only responsible for unleashing and lying about this pandemic that has affected so many lives, uh, across the world, but also knowing that China is systematically enslaving and murdering an ethnic minority. Uh, and J.A. Adande, Ugh. on Around the Horn, who actually teaches to, to college kids, right? <laughs> is he at Northwestern or something? I don't know. Um, well, we've seen a lot of college teachers, or at least clips of them, over the last few years. That's sort of lost its luster a little bit. So, so this is what he had to say. Okay. Who are we to criticize China's human rights records when we have ongoing uh, attacks by the agents of the state against unarmed citizens, and we've got assaults on the voting rights of of our people of color in various states in this country? So, sport. Are you really that dumb? Really? Okay. I mean, you know what a sports guy hates to hear in a situation like this? Stick to sports, man. Something you know at least a little bit. I'm going to say it. Okay, you're way out of your depth, dude. Sports, I think it is possible, and it's necessary more than ever to just shut everything out if you are to enjoy the actual games themselves. So forget about harvesting organs, a mass genocide of people, because in your opinion, 
the voting rights of people of color are being assaulted. You mean you can't? Because you have to show an ID. Are you telling me you can't see the equivalents there? Huh? <laughs> Is that what you're telling me? He <laughs> mentions the uh, shooting, police shooting unarmed citizens, right? Dude. It happens occasionally it and does. rarely. And it's, you know, of course, it warrants investigation and warrants fleshing out. And if punishments are warranted, then let's do it. Yes. But you don't have any police department in the United States of America under the directive, make sure you kill this specific type of person. See, that's what's happening in China. (laughs) In China, it's government-sponsored. Specifically, this is what we are going to do to this particular ethnic group. A huge difference. Of course. That's just talking points. He's reading what he was told to read, I'm sure. The whole thing with the voting rights, how is it racist? They don't ever say. They just say it's racist. It's like the Rogan thing with misinformation. Right. He he just throws out so much misinformation. What misinformation? I was dialing around some of the morning shows this morning, and every single story about Joe Rogan said the same thing. And Joe Rogan under fire at Spotify for misinformation. Mm-hmm. Like, what What are you talking about? <laughs> Give me specifics on the misinformation that he doled out. Right. Different opinions? I'll go with that. But misinformation is just brutal. According to what you deem as misinformation. Yes, but but again, give me examples. Show me the receipts here of all the misinformation Joe Rogan has put out there. But again, at Rogan's point, and a lot of people have made this point, things that we said months ago, whether it was about the cloth masks, whether it was about the vaccines, that could have got kicked off of social media turned out to be true. Oh, misinformation. Right. Again, according to who? Right. Okay. David, you wanted to bring up uh, something from the past. Well, yeah. Well, Michael Avenatti, there was some news on Friday. He has been convicted of his second set of felonies now. Uh, News broke on Friday afternoon that he'd been convicted for stealing from the porn star who made him famous. Stormy Daniels took her book advance and then, well, lied to her about it. and I, I, I only bring this up not only because it, it is hilarious to me because of how much the media collectively lifted this guy up. I mean, CNN in particular was lobbying him heavily to run for president. Okay. Yeah, the real deal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but this is my favorite clip from that entire saga. Uh, it's the time Tucker Carlson absolutely demolished him to his face during an interview. Last time you saw porn. Oh, you busted me. Actually, maybe humiliation time? porn. No, That's but, why I watch you on CNN. No, no but when's the last time you, the last <laughs> time you did it? <laughs> it's just worth a play anytime he's up in the news. Yes. You know what? There's something that I ran into over the weekend as far as archived uh, audio that is fantastic that I think if I play, everyone will certainly enjoy. I will get to that in the next 10 minutes. Mm. It's sort of an anniversary. Uh, It's worth it. Something else. Stacey Abrams goes to an elementary school, doesn't wear a mask. Called out for it. If you called her out, apparently you're racist. We'll get to that as well. Coming up right
Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Thank you for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. There's David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Thought of you, Scott, when I saw this story. Yep, what's that? The Stacey Abrams story oh, going to the elementary school. It. And I she didn't it. have a mask because yep. one of your favorite lines over the last two years has been, Where's your mask? Where's your mask? Your <laughs> yeah. mask guy, he's trying to kill me. What? So Stacey Abrams, a Democratic Party darling, election conspiracy theorist, and Georgia gubernatorial candidate. No, no, wait, hang on. Whoa, Georgia. What? Governor. Right, right, right. She, okay. Because she didn't actually lose. No, she did not. That's what mm-hmm. she said. Uh, very insurrectiony, by the way. In, exactly. Uh, she visited an elementary school as part of a Black History Month event, and they, they circulated a photo of her sitting on the floor with kids. She's front and center, and all the kids behind her were masked up while she was not. I think a lot of us thought, hey, that that's a perfect symbol of COVID theater and Democrats being completely unaware of how damaging the optics of that entire thing are. You know, whether it's, you know, Gavin Newsom hanging out with Magic Johnson at an NFL game mm-hmm. or I guess the L.A. mayor, Eric Garcetti, doing the same thing, saying, well, it's OK because I held my breath. <laughs> Did you see Obama, Obama this best. weekend? I mean, he's building that huge house in Oahu. Oh, yeah. And he's inspecting it, and all the workers on the place, the blue-collar guys putting it together, all have their masks on, they're all huddled around him. Guess who doesn't have a mask? Right. Big O! <laughs> now, when she called, or when she was called out for it, her campaign said in part, it is shameful that our opponents are using a Black History Month reading event for Georgia children as the impetus for a false political attack. You can't, I mean, it's, that's the go-to, man. What? You're a racist. You're a racist. What's false about it, though? About what? The about, attack? About the attack. About no, none, none, nothing is false about it. No. No, 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 no. You're immune if you're Stacey Abrams. Those are the rules they put up, man. You just can't say anything because if you do, you're racist. I mean, I mean. It's it, ridiculous. Of course it is, David. There's no good answer. It actually got worse because her campaign put out a statement also saying Stacey trusts science and supports masking in schools as it's the current CDC recommendation. Now, she wore a mask to the event and removed it at the podium so she could be heard by students watching remotely and for photos, but only with folks who were masked. That actually makes it worse. Do you not understand <laughs> that? Like, yes. I'm only yes. I'm going to take off my mask, and I'm only going to take pictures with people who are masked. Yes, that's right. How does that make God. sense? It doesn't. Oh, man. Because you get to make your own rules. Right. It, that's basically it. I mean, you know what, man? I was just reminded of this. I forget it all the time that she wrote the steamy novels under oh, yeah. a different name. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Hope that wasn't the book reading for the children. I'm sure it wasn't. <laughs> I've never seen anybody that gets this much ink for doing so little. Listen, man, as I mean, soon as just... Oprah showed up to endorse her, I mean, the whole world is like the up national state. Yes. Genius. Uh, yes. I know. Golly. I know, but when you see her off script, she struggles. I mean, I don't know if I'd put it in the same ballpark as Kamala, but, I mean, it's not smooth. All right, we'll see. Racist, racist what you're saying. Uh, Of course it is. Mm -hmm. You know, by all these rules, I'm sure it is. Uh, Is it racist to mention facts like uh, Biden's first year in office? Did you see this? More cops were intentionally killed than any other year since 1995. Wow. But if you wear any support for police, as far as the flag with the thin blue line, mm-hmm. that's a sign of racism. Mm, that's right. 
No, it's a sign of supporting the police. That is an astonishing fact. That really is. I, I mean, listen, mate, you got these Democratic mayors in all these big cities where this is being called into question, the policies. And they're talking about working on a more equitable future and bringing in, you know, more psychologists that can talk down, you know, gunmen, stuff like this. You have to enforce the law. It's not that hard. We all know this. Somehow they try to make you think that it's so much more complex than this really is. You need to enforce the law. I mean, one of the reasons we've seen the numbers jump so much is because people thought they could get away with things because they were let go. Yeah. And then it was the whole defund the police thing. It, gosh dang, it's frustrating. All right, I told you a piece of audio I want to get to. Um, David, you on Earth one from the past. Uh, I happened to watch this myself and thought, you know what, we should play this because it does have to do with China um, and genocide. And <laughs> it was Ricky Gervais at the 2020 Golden Globes before everything went haywire with COVID. Yeah. Okay. And it, it to me, it is still one of the most epic monologues I've ever heard. Um, and the way he ended it and the beginning of the end started with his take on China and the actors and actresses that were there that night. Um, because I, I think it was Apple had gotten into the game as far as, you know, putting out content like Netflix yeah. and Amazon Prime and all that stuff. And we'll just pick it up there. Apple roared into the TV game with a morning show, a superb drama about the importance of dignity and doing the right thing, made by a company that runs sweatshops in China. So, well, you say you're woke, but the companies you work for, I mean, unbelievable. Apple, Amazon, Disney. Time it out for a second. The best, Tim Cook from Apple, the CEO, is sitting right there. Yeah. Oops. And he goes on. If ISIS started a streaming service, you'd call your agent, wouldn't you? So if you do win an award tonight, don't use it as a, a platform to make a political speech, right? You're in no position to lecture the public about anything. You know nothing about the real world. Most of you spent less time in school than Greta Thunberg. So if you win, right, come up, accept your little award, thank your agent and your god. And Like, it's so true. And that was before COVID, man. That's an evergreen statement right there. Mm -hmm. Isn't it? Yep. And, you know, when you brought up just a little while ago, David, Elaine Maxwell. Yeah. Do you remember the Jeffrey Epstein joke? No, I don't. Oh, it's still funny. Roll it. Season two is on the way. So in the end, he obviously didn't kill himself. Just like Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> Shut up. I know he's your friend, but I don't care. <laughs> you had to make your own way here in your own plane, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I was thinking about that over the weekend, hearing all this stuff about uh, Joe Rogan. We'll get more into uh, Joe Rogan. Uh, by the way, one of the people that is pushing to cancel Rogan, because if you missed the story... Uh, some of his old podcasts were him using the N-word. Right. And a lot of that has to do with context. But he would came out and apologized um, and explains part of it. But one of the authors that's pushing for this 
someone looked up one of his books or a few of his books, how often that dude used the N-word. It's astounding. (laughs) We'll get to that. And then Ottawa police stealing gas from the truckers in Canada. We'll get to that as well. Coming up right here. Van Camp and Robin Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. David, what is the story with the Ottawa police stealing gas from the oh, truckers? Yeah, so Canada's capital city, Ottawa, is under a state of emergency because of the massive trucker protest clogging up the city streets. Uh, this is the Freedom Convoy. Truckers are protesting vaccine mandates and COVID lockdowns. Around 500 vehicles are parked. And a lot but of the- that's not what the lying media is saying. They're not saying they're against the mandates. They say they're anti-vax. Right. right. Well, a lot of the trucks are honking their horns. Thus, it's sometimes lovingly being referred to as the honking, which I just like calling it that. <laughs> Uh, So the mayor of Ottawa, Jim Watson, declared a state of emergency. And then Ottawa police are threatening to arrest anyone who brings gas or other material support to the truckers. Wow. And, and, you know, I I think you try to game this out a little bit, and it's really short-sighted because what do you think happens when those semis run out of gas? You think it's going to be easier to clear them out? I don't know what they're thinking there. They should be supplying them with gas. It makes more people want to bring gas to them. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes. I saw a great meme this weekend. The truckers should tell the government, the sooner you comply, the sooner we can get back to normal. We're all in this together. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Just flip the script. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And again, you can say anti-mandate. Most people know what you are talking about. But still, man, media is going to call that anti-vax. I like the one headline I saw from Globe and Mail to media outlet in Canada. Yeah. The stress of the trucker convoy protest in Ottawa may have long-lasting effects on residents' health, experts say. That is rich. After two years of COVID. (laughs) Lockdowns in Canada just being nuts. The lack of self-awareness reaches levels unforeseen. When you say something like that. I did not realize so much of Canada's media is almost state-run. It's worse than the United States, from what I gather. You in the same boat on that day? Oh, it definitely is, yeah. Well, and some of it's because they they have tighter controls. The government literally does have tighter controls over what the media can and cannot say. And they are state media. Well, I saw the story earlier where the Ottawa mayor is calling this an insurrection. I'm like, oh, my God, this is great. It's, it's a horn surrection. And you just wonder, do any of these people know what a real insurrection looks like? Right. No. They'd never get out of no. bed. They'd be terrified. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, Scott Robbins had a request earlier. I don't know if you want to get to it now, David, with Bill Maher. If you want to do it later. 
Oh, we can get but, to it now. Yeah, if you want to. Sure. I like I I'm I liked it when I saw it. I understand. I think this is the deal. At least on this show, David Van Camp is not happy with Bill Maher. No. Hasn't been for a long time. No, because I mean he's been saying things. It, it's like he is so close to understanding that his political worldview is what he's actually complaining about. And he acknowledges that a lot of times, like a lot of it's Democrats, a lot of it's uh, mm-hmm. liberals in California, but he's not going to stray from the pack. He's not. It's like, get back to, okay, great, you know, you're saying things that are common sense that most people inherently or instinctively know to be true, but unless you're going to change your habits when it comes to things like voting and encouraging other people to do to change their voting habits as well, then you're kind of useless. Yeah, except the only pushback I have on that is thinking his voice does mean a lot to a certain group of people Mm -hmm. that you wonder are just getting talking points from legacy media, meaning do they ever hear a differing opinion? And to hear one of their own with such high stature going after Democrats and all of the policies is like, hey, yeah. that's a positive thing. So, yeah, on Friday night on his show on HBO, he uh, had a monologue, as he usually does, at the very end of the show, and he started talking about lockdown policies. And he he mentioned what we mentioned last week, is that there was a, a metadata study done by Johns Hopkins University that said, oh, yeah, all those lockdowns and everything, yeah, they didn't really do anything. In terms of preventing COVID death, they didn't they didn't accomplish what we'd hoped they'd accomplished. He says, "Wow, that's a pretty big thing to get wrong." And then he Absolutely. goes down the list: masking kids. It's, well, it's not really all that necessary, and uh, you're actually doing a lot of damage to their social development, mm-hmm. uh, to kids' social development by by wrapping their heads in cloth like that. Um, and then here's sort of the crux of the argument that he makes. Okay. And I have that, too, by the way. Mm, Yes. All right. Roll it out. Look, I'm not saying the medical establishment isn't trying to figure out or that they're corrupt, although there is some of that. (laughs) But but how about just misinformation? Right. Already. You can't call them corrupt. These people are above reproach. ...isn't trying to figure out or that they're corrupt, although there is some of that. Ooh. Deep platform? A little dicey. Mm. <laughs> but but how about sure. just wrong? Wrong a lot. Maskless at dinner while sitting but not standing. And by the way, if Applebee's really cared about our health, they would make us cover our mouths after the food arrives. <laughs> asking how much wrong do you get to be while still holding the default setting for people who represent the science it's a great question valid yes absolutely so the one think he is an enemy of the left quite up there with joe rogan yet but if he keeps on this path you're gonna get there the the one thing i really do like about this though and i'll give bill mark credit is Boy, does he make Howard Stern look like a weaker fool than even Howard Stern makes himself out to be. That's a great point. Like these old school liberals, you know, and free speech, and they're going to say whatever it is. They want to be edgy. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he's 
basically just become a boomer mom. I mean, <laughs> Howard Stern has. Absolutely. And the whole thing with Joe Rogan from Howard Stern taking horse dewormer, why didn't he just get vaccinated? You know, that whole thing. And if you missed the big Rogan controversy, um, it was unearthed from podcasts years ago. Um, well, there was a compilation of him saying the N-word on the podcast. I mean, there's, you know, I mean, there's, there's part of it. You want to hear? Just it. unbelievable. Um, let's bring. Oh gosh, <laughs> that's Jim Acosta's reaction to hearing the audio. Yes, saying the word. I've already said. Is just like. She's calling you. Okay, so they go through the whole clip, right? Sure. And the shock. Oh god. I mean, it's. it's I haven't Jim, heard this yet. I... Jim Acosta wincing at part of it, oh. and there, well, there's more of it we'll get to later on, but just the, as a taste. Just unbelievable. Um, let's bring in CNN's chief media correspondent Brian Stelter. And then they go on to talk about how could he keep his job. But they also talked about how Rogan got out and apologized, and how he addressed the whole thing. I'm making this video to talk about the most regretful and shameful thing that I've ever had to talk about publicly. There's a video that's out that's a compilation of me saying the N-word. It's a video that's made of clips taken out of context of me of 12 years of conversations on my podcast, and it's all smushed together, and it looks horrible, even to me. And he goes on to say, anytime you have to defend yourself saying I'm not racist, you, you messed up. I'm using different words basically. Um, but then if you've heard the story, Spotify came out and said, you know, this whole canceling thing is a slippery slope. Uh, and we're going to back Joe Rogan. And yet he's addressed it. And yeah, that that's certainly not something, you know, we're all about someone using that word. And Rogan goes on, we can get more into that later on as far as what he said. Of like, yeah, it's this crazy word because some people can use it in a number of different ways. But I have come to understand that if you're white, you just can't use it. And, that, and that's it. Mm -hmm. Well, there was an author out there, Don Winslow, participating in this big pressure campaign to cancel Rogan. Right. And apparently it was his tweet to The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, that seemed to spark him, like publicly pulling his support from Joe Rogan. If you heard that part of the story and he wrote this thing saying, you know, dear rock, you're a hero to many people and using your platform to defend Joe Rogan, a guy that used and laughed about the use of the N word dozens of times is a terrible use of your power rock. And so, you know, the rock says, uh, thank you so much for this. I hear you as well as everyone here. A hundred percent. I was not aware of his N word use prior to my comments supporting him, but now I've become educated uh, to his complete narrative. Learning moment from me. Okay. That was from The Rock. Well, now, from now on, it is Dwayne the Pebble Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> the sock. So then there's a Twitter account that comes out that says, okay, so Don Winslow, this author, tries to get Rogan canceled for saying the N-word. It turns out that in his books, Don Winslow has used the N-word a lot. Uh-oh. And I mean a lot. So here is a very long thread of times Don Winslow has used the N-word in his books. And the thread goes on to highlight 57 uses of the N-word with numerous Winslow books. Hmm. <laughs> and this is where this thing goes, man. Because, again, you go back to the 70s, the use of that word was completely different 
than it is now. That's not to justify anything. That's just a fact. I think that got brought up some places where, yeah, with Jamie Foxx, uh, different people, Red Fox, not Jamie Fox, Red Fox, how the the word was used, Richard Pryor. Well, I mean, yeah. we, we yeah. all had those Richard Pryor. <laughs> it was part of Pryor's. Yeah. And so it's different, and you're trying to maintain, okay, what is it you're supposed to say? What is it you're not? And Rogan comes out and apologizes, but yet you have these people going after him that have skeletons in their own closet when it comes to this stuff. And again, as it was brought up with Whoopi Goldberg, wouldn't it be best to just have a conversation, a real conversation amongst people yeah. talking about whatever the controversy is and say, no, you're canceled? Because that's what the left wants more than anything else, is anybody that's got a platform and is as strong a voice as Joe Rogan just to take him out. And I'm glad Spotify is not going to do it. Just keep letting it roll. And, I mean, how did you think Rogan handled that with his apology? We didn't hear it all, but at least uh, part of it. I was... I don't know. I guess he felt like he had to, and he should, and that's, I mean, and that's fine if that's what you want to do. But his side of me went, ah. Oh. Well, I think, I think also, though, there there is a difference in personalities here, is that, you know, it may be that his default is to say, okay, I screwed something up. All right, I'm going to, I'm going to apologize for this, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're not in it every day, or you're not, you know, if you're not maybe fully realizing what these activist groups are actually trying to do the normal and honorable way to respond would be to just apologize because you messed up but that's not how this world works unfortunately is that you've got a whole lot of people who are demanding an apology and refusing to accept one if it comes right so and at least he said you know it was taken out of context at least part of it and he also explains this, this was the brilliance to me of the apology. How the word can be used just fine by some, but not others. But then acknowledging, and I understand that now, I can't use that word. We've talked about this over time. Like All of a sudden, you've got rap lyrics, right? And then there's some girls' college team from a few years ago that are singing the song on the bus, but because the words in the song had the N-word, everybody wanted to cancel these girls. They're singing the song. So you can buy my song. You can enjoy the song. You just can't sing it. Mm-hmm. Okay, if that's the rules, fine. It's ridiculous for a lot of people. But okay, we'll play by your rules. And when you're not looking, we'll all laugh about it and say that's ridiculous and stupid. They should put a little sign on there like the NC-17 thing they had or whatever. Yeah. No singing. If you buy this, you can't sing it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Meanwhile, I don't know how this happened, but a dude bought 264 lottery tickets. And they were all winners. No way. Yes, yeah, Charlottesville, Virginia. How is that possible? Okay. Back in November, he bought 104 pick three tickets for a single drawing and used the same three numbers on every ticket. Oh, okay. 960. Those numbers hit the $500 jackpot, so he won it 104 times for 52 grand. But then he decided to do it again last month. Bought 160 tickets with the numbers 542 and won again. He walked away with eighty grand that time. It's wild. Wow. What are the uh, chances? Something's rigged there, man. There's more to that story. <laughs> must be a ping pong ball inspector. That's not. That's just. I know. That's not possible. Right. That, it, but they say it happened. Incredible. Experts say it happened. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Rogan did. <laughs> All right. Much more to get to, including. 
Mike Pence saying Trump was wrong. Next. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So Mike Pence said Trump was wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, former Vice President Mike Pence spoke at an event. I think it was the Federalist Society. uh, Spoke at an event on Friday and responded to Donald Trump's claim that he had made earlier in the week that uh, Mike Pence had had the power to stop Joe Biden from becoming president, overturn the election, all that. And Mike Pence... You know, said, no, Donald Trump is wrong. I didn't have the power to do that. And Mike Pence is right. He didn't have the power to do that. Um, But apparently that is not good enough for some people in national media because CNN found a reason to complain about it. This is incredible. Okay, roll it. It's also what was not said. Not only uh, is it true that Pence did not have the power to overturn the election, but I did think it was notable that he didn't go further to say that Trump's attempts to undermine the legitimacy of the entire electoral system in this country are also wrong. It wasn't just about what Pence should or should not have done on that day. It was about all of the things that were said and done in the lead up to January 6th. And that's what Pence is still silent on. (laughs) From from the so-called news network that brought you uh, the Russians stole the election. Exactly. They're worried about, well, he's, uh, Mike Pence didn't speak out forcefully enough. I mean, this was the most secure election ever. It's a joke. <laughs> Maybe she just calls CNN. Hey, CNN, Mike Pence, listen, how should I do this? Yeah, please coach me on this. Yeah, I, I need help here. You guys have been so successful Absolute, over the last five yes. years. Yeah. It, it's a result. I, I know that America is watching, so help me out here. It's over for them. It's well, freaking over. The thing is, they got to blow it up now and start all over again. I mean, I mean, talking about everybody needs to go. The credibility is so it's gone. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, they do it every year. Super Bowl prop bets. Anybody interested? Is Snoop going to smoke on stage? Smoke weed? Anything? Oh. Uh, and if you're Snoop, you just bet on it. Do whatever you right. bet on. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You would think. I've always wondered that because it's like the Gatorade guy, the guy who has the Gatorade at the Super Bowl. Yes. Like, if he has money on what color it's going to be, because he's the one that controls the color. Right. Don't grab the red. Grab the yellow. Yes. Is the kicker going to hit an upright? <laughs> or the crossbar? Yeah. You think it will? Yeah. You should bet on that. I will. No is more likely at 83%. It's fine. You want to put some money on it? Yeah. Oh, we should bet on a whole lot of we stuff. Should. This could be a fun week. Yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, this is called the what, David? The, the honking. 
The Honkening. The Honkening, yeah. That's that's Stephen this Stephen King book. <laughs> it's this massive trucker rally uh that's happening all over Canada right now and there are other countries that are having truck drivers uh consider at least taking part in similar protests. And in Canada, uh you've got these trucks that have driven into the capital city of Ottawa and I mean you're talking like 500 vehicles that are just parked and occasionally honking mm-hmm. to protest vaccine mandates and lockdowns. Yes. And, <laughs> and the coverage of this is kind of interesting considering the whole, you know, fiery but mostly peaceful coverage we saw of the Black Lives Matter uh, riots back in 2020. But now... This is a real threat to democracy. CNN had some coverage of it today. I, I couldn't help but laugh. This is so silly. Okay, roll it. There's a state of emergency in place in Ottawa where the police chief says COVID protests are a, quote, nationwide insurrection driven by madness. Thousands of Canadians, you see the... Insurrection. Driven yeah. by madness. Okay. I'll let this play. We can dissect. Gosh, this is frustrating. Thousands of Canadians, you see the pictures there, protesting vaccine mandates. It started with a so-called freedom convoy led by truckers protesting a new mandate requiring vaccines in order to enter the country. CNN's Paula Newton live for us now in Ottawa with the latest remarkable protest, Paula. Protest, it's an interaction. Absolutely <laughs> remarkable. I mean, just think of the language. I know it sounds familiar to you, right? A threat to democracy, an insurrection, sedition. I want to be clear, things have quieted down a bit, but that does not take away from the basic truck-in, right? The sit-in that's going in right in front of the national parliament. Okay. I'm trying to, like, take a thousand-foot view of this, right? This isn't happening while you're almost guaranteed that if you get vaccinated that you won't get covid and you won't spread it that's not what's happening okay we know if you're vaccinated doesn't matter with omicron you can still get it you can still spread it right that's yeah right. but yet the authorities are saying no it's still mandated how why how does that make sense to people? It doesn't. Okay. <laughs> I was waiting for some sort of other resistance, like, well, they would say A, B, or C. You know, like, well, it it will keep you out of the hospital or it will keep you from dying. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. But that right. still comes down to a personal choice. Yeah. And that... Again, man, and let me say this real quick, and you look this up too. The CDC right now is looking at changing the schedule of vaccines for people, right? Yeah. Uh, They're it, looking at it. Yeah, extending the amount of time between the doses. Instead of four weeks, I think they're talking about somewhere around eight weeks. Unless you're really endangered, then they would speed it up. Yes. But if you weren't, say, as a young man, they would wait a while for the second dose. Right, like two months instead of one month. And why is that? Oh, because of uh, potential myocarditis risk. Well, heart, it is. Oh, you people talk about myocarditis. It's so, so rare. Still, that's why it comes down to an individual choice for people. And doctors have told different patients, off the record, I'd probably wait if I were you, depending on their situation. Have mm-hmm. you already had COVID? You know, do you have the antibodies right now? Would it be smart for you to get vaccinated right now? There is no room for nuance with these people. It is 
mandated. And so people are saying, no, the truckers are the ones that are saying, we are done with it. And this is supposed to be a free country. So we're saying, no, if you keep just going along and going along, what happens in the end? You lose it all. That's the mindset. So at some point in time, you've got to put your foot down. That's what they've done. And so these, you know, weenies whining about, but it's a threat to democracy. Oh, it's a threat that you just can't say whatever goes and have people follow along. Well, yeah. threat to democracy is, again, is their default position. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's where they go with this stuff. Um, I mean, the thing is, you can't, getting back to your initial point here, reasoning with these people is impossible. It's impossible. You can't. There's no reasoning here. So the only thing they understand is the pushback. And if you don't push back, they keep rolling. And these truckers finally said, we're pushing back. Right. We're not doing this anymore. And yeah. we collectively have to stand together to make this happen and to affect change. Yeah, I feel like we go in a circle with this. Wait we a do. second. It doesn't stop you from getting it. It doesn't stop you no. from spreading it. No. Okay. Well, it'll keep you out of the hospital. And again, maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's true. But again, we also know from the research, David, that as, say, a, an 18-year-old male, okay, unvaccinated, is in better shape than a, what, 45-year-old male that's been vaccinated twice. Yes. And somewhere around that age, yeah. Give or take. Again, it's different depending on your health, your age. There are a yeah. number of different factors. It's not a one-size-fits-all. That's what is so maddening okay so we've got the insurrection in canada <laughs> meanwhile new jersey is scrapping the mass mandates yeah somebody got a look at the polling right democratic new jersey governor phil murphy who barely was reelected last november right uh he is apparently planning to lift the state school mask mandate for children and staffers uh going to be making the announcement today during a pandemic briefing in trenton uh, it looks like the mandate will officially be lifted on March 7th. Uh, so, yeah, saying, yeah, the emergency phase of this is over, yada, yada, yada. Really what it is is, oh, my gosh, parents are pissed. Right. We've got to try to salvage something. I mean, you talk about truckers, man. You had a trucker beat the most powerful Democrat in the state legislature. That's yeah. true. That's true. That's what Colorado did. Like the same sort of wording. Yeah. Like this part of the emergency, this is sort of over now. And I know, and we can get into this later. I don't know if anyone saw the piece on 60 Minutes last night about the nursing shortage. Yep, did. Okay. And listen, I think it's true for most people, you know, not just in the United States, but across the world. When you talk to people that have been working in a hospital and dealing with this month after month, you know, for this entire time, and people are burned out and, you know, sick of it all. You totally understand. You have empathy. I get that. Mm -hmm. But what was remarkable to me in the entire package, talking about how many people have just quit the job because I couldn't take it anymore, right? Mm -hmm. When they were talking about this great shortage of nurses, one thing that was never brought up was people quitting because of the vaccine mandate. How is that possible? That you can do a 15-minute story and not even include that. No, you're right. From your news background, David, how is that possible? That no. you, I mean, not even a one line. Yeah, that, that does seem like that's worth at least throwing in there. 
You know, the funny thing is, when I started watching it, when I heard what it was going to be about, yes. the nursing shortages and, and mm-hmm. you know, pressure on these hospitals and all this, I just assumed the story was about nurses who refused to be vaccinated and left the job. That's what I thought it was about. I'm with you, bro. I know. <laughs> I thought I, the same thing. Like, okay, a lot of the times, 60 minutes, whatever. But this I want to see because maybe they're starting to turn the corner yes. and facing reality. And when it was basically a propaganda piece the other way, right. I'm like, you got to be kidding I, me. I know, I know. <laughs> man, oh, man. Okay. Beijing Winter Olympics. Who's watching? Boy. Well, I not know. a lot of people for the opening ceremony. Ratings down all over the place. Well, you miss the prominence of the Uyghur Muslim leading the Chinese. <laughs> Which is unbelievable. It itself. is. Yeah, Lighting right. the torch. Right. Yes. Yeah, and the athlete competed in the event and then, like, skedaddled. Yeah, before the media could get a hold of him. Yeah. yeah. It will be interesting once now that we're getting into, like, the first full week, how the ratings do. Isn't it something, too, when there's such a time change where you have events happening live and then you hear what happened, do you watch it back in the evening? Mm -hmm. That always hurts a little bit. Oh, sure it does. But there is a feeling about watching this. At first, I wondered if it was just me, but it's certainly not. People writing about it, talking about it, like it just doesn't feel good watching what's going on, knowing what's happening in China. Right. Ugh. Okay. There's a lot more to get to. So the guy who tried to burn down a school during the BLM riots was given probation? Yeah. That's sending a strong message, isn't it? <laughs> you know, we got to do something about crime oh here. God. He wasn't driving a truck or anything. Yeah. He wasn't honging his horn. <laughs> right. Sure. Talking about mandates. Giving truckers hamburgers. Yeah. All right. We'll get to that and much more. This is the Martha Pan Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Mark, the Gen X, the Millennials, David Van Camp, the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. I don't get where that came from, but go ahead. I told you, man, ladies demanded it. Call him sexy. <laughs> okay, got it. So I'm here to please. Uh, sure. Thanks, um, Mom. Thanks for calling. Your mom? That just got weird. Okay, let's go on to the BLM riot story. <laughs> your mom did not say call no, Scott she sexy. Didn't. No, she She doesn't even know what I do for a living. I don't tell her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a man by the name of Mohammed Hussein Abdi tried to set fire to a high school in St. Paul, Minnesota, during the Black Lives Matter riots in 2020. He was just sentenced to five years probation. Hmm. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. What do you got to do to get jail time there? Just curious. Yeah, uh, uh, court documents say that the sentence was imposed pursuant to the Sentencing Reform Act of 1984. So there you go. That's... He tried to burn down a school. Yes. Failed at it. Yes. Part of the riots. Yeah. Chewbacca guy gets 20 years. Well, not 20 years, but yeah, Chewbacca guy is getting getting a couple of years, what, three years in prison, yeah, something like and that? Yeah, a bunch of 10 years probation or some weird deal. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. 
in case of those not knowing who Chewbacca guy is. Right. That was the dude at the January 6th riot. Insurrection! That had, like, the Viking hat. He yes. had his face painted blue and red. And he was loud. He, he was loud, but he wasn't exactly a menace. He was, well, <laughs> he was cooperating with police, it seemed, at every turn. Mm-hmm. To be honest, if you remember, when the cop came in, where were they at when he's like, hey, could could you guys just take your picture? Can we leave now? Uh, I I think that was in the House chambers. I could be wrong on that. Okay. No, it must have been the Senate. Yeah, I can't remember. It doesn't matter. It's like, hey, could you guys leave? Yeah, sure. No problem. <laughs> yeah, for going in there. Right, yeah. Yeah, like three years or He's whatever. Trying to burn down a school. So does that mean if he would have been successful in burning down the school, that he actually would have done some time? Well, in that case, they would have uh, rebuilt the school and named it after him <laughs> in the name of justice. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> One thing I want to get to real quick, we've seen there's been supply chain issues throughout the country, and depending on where you're at, the grocery store, the shelves can look bare. Yeah. Robbins has talked about this many times. Yes. But you were bothered by something else dude. recently, and that was like an automated sort of robot that I'm, takes inventory? Is that the deal? Yeah, it's uh, Tally was the name of the robot. It's a robot. It's like on a cylindrical like cart, and it moves by itself. Okay. And it scans the shelves to replenish the stock or let people know it's out of stock. Here's okay. the thing, though. I see this thing coming in my direction like, what the hell is going on here? I mean, you're looking around for a camera like this is <laughs> some jackass thing, right? And it gets closer to it, and it, it says in a really high voice, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. So I step aside, thank you, and, the thing gets, and it goes around the corner and down the other aisle. It does it all day. Okay, so... Does These things are a... going to take over the world. I'm with Van Camp now. <laughs> Thank you. I'm telling you, man. Thank you. I'm telling you, I'm part of the tinfoil hat wearing bunch. This thing talks to you. It scans the shelves. It okay. probably knows my cell security number. Okay. Hold on. So this is like like a Roomba, something like yes. that, except it's much taller. Right. Is is there a face drawn on it? No, it just got it's got Hi, my name is Tally. Okay. And, and <laughs> I haven't heard this before. Dude, I haven't seen it. I thought, have I just not been around recently, or this is is this new? So I put it on social media, and uh, a lot of people are like, well, yeah, I've seen this thing, too. It's creepy. And it is creepy. What time of day was it? It was like noon on a Saturday. Okay. I was going to say, well, if it was like off hours or something. No, 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 no. No, No. it's like. If it's running around all night doing that, that's different. Yeah, exactly. And people would be standing there looking at it or not see it. Excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh! I got I dropped into like Westworld right right away, right? <laughs> that is creepy, man. It is creepy. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Oh, I wish I would have been there to but see. But who's that. who's operating this thing? I, well, I'm I, guessing it's automated. Yeah, I think a lot of that stuff is automated. Like it, it learns the layout of the store. Or it, or it takes it, depending on what the store is, a lot of that stuff, you know, the store flow is just kind of is uploaded. So then they know where things are supposed to go. But it recognizes people in front of it. Yeah. And it stops and asks you to move. Yeah. And then it go, continues on again. Mm-hmm. 
But it makes a perfect co- turn around the corner and down the other aisle. Yeah. On one side, turns it, around, does the other side. It knows where to go. Golly. <laughs> and it knows your vaccination status. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two shots, Moderna. One, Pfizer. Mix and match. Mix and match. Uh, Exterminate. Oh, God. Unvaccinated. Unvaccinated. <laughs> where is your mask? Security. Okay, update on... Joe Rogan is racist. He needs to be canceled. Andrew Yang. Oh, no. Uh Came out in support of Joe Rogan. Yeah. That's what I thought he probably would. He said, I don't think Joe Rogan is racist. The man interacts with and works with black people literally all the time. He's deleted that. Yeah, Because of the left-wing backlash. He's serious. Yes. Cowardice runs deep in this country. More on that coming up uh, in the next 15 minutes. Well, the, part of the hilarity of all of this over the weekend was the reaction from Jim Acosta and Brian Stelter on CNN. So oh. we got to get to that. Um, they do this every year. They rank the what they say is the grossest words. I mean, it's words that you can certainly say on the air. It's not right. anything you know nasty. It's just they sound gross. Um. Moist has been brought up a number of times. I can't usually. say it around my daughter. I can't say it. It'll, it just sends her up the wall, the word, that word. Okay. So do you ever just pull it out in a time where it's really, you know, good timing well, for you? when my granddaughter was little, I would just whisper in her ear, go up to your mom and say, moist. <laughs> so she'd do it. Stop just it! <laughs> that has gone all the way down to fourth. Wow. As far as the grossest. Yeah, uh, pus. That's my least favorite word by far. Yeah, it's, you know what it is. Yeah. It, it's just, yeah, yep. it's gross. Yes. Phlegm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, seepage was third. Wow. The seepage <laughs> around your bandages. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. That's not good either. Uh, faster. <laughs> it's just funny to me. You know what it means. <laughs> yeah. Faster. Mucus. Yeah. Everybody's doing pretty well with this so far. Not getting that, too. None of that stuff ever bothers me. Yeah, ooze. Yeah. Oozing pus through the seepage. Yeah. <laughs> putrid. Yeah, putrid. And curd. Now, see, curd, I always think cheese curd. And that's what it means. Yeah. But, I mean, there there was one that didn't make it into the top ten that I think a lot of people at least that I know, would say is worse than Kurt or some of the others, and that's discharge. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Discharge, usually the connotations are not good. Okay, let's just stop right there, okay? We'll get to the, hmm, yeah. We'll get to the uh, Joe Rogan thing. Yeah, discharge leads to seeping. You couldn't help yourself, oh, could you? Damn. Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. And as the, as, as uh, some. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Who right. was that? Like, who do we need to name in that position? <laughs> right. 
This is an incredible story. It, it really is. So during a once-in-a-century pandemic, you'd think that President Biden would pick a health and human services leader who knew something about medicine or epidemiology or human nature or anything, really. But instead, he picked Javier Becerra, the former attorney general of California. Whoa, 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 you're saying it wrong. Javier Bacaria. <laughs> who? Javier Bacaria. Thank you. Bacaria, Bacaria. <laughs> Hey, yeah. now, now, apparently he had no idea he was even in consideration for that gig. He was a box Joe checker. Joe or Bacaria? Well, either, really. Right. But Bacaria, yeah. Got it. He was That's a box right. checker because of his ethnicity, literally. So he did this interview with CNN as part of, uh, part of an effort to reset his public image because he's been AWOL. You know, people are wondering, hey, wait a minute, we got all this stuff going on. You know, we've got new studies about masks and how effective or yes. ineffective they are. Uh, there are a lot of questions about the vaccines because people who have been triple vaccinated are still getting the coronavirus. We have no idea what's going on. Where is the health and human services director? After all, that would be part of your portfolio, right? So this is part of a big CNN rehab profile. Like they're helping him try to rehabilitate his image, as sort to of say this, where he's been, what he's been right. working on. So, so it wasn't like maternity leave, right? No, not nothing okay. like that. All right. As the article states, even before his first day on the job, Becerra was behind. During the transition, Biden officials had zeroed in on Gina Raimondo, the then governor of Rhode Island, mm-hmm. because she was really good with uh, the technical sides of things. She had a background in and technical logistics, I guess you could put it that way. Uh, now, according to two people familiar with the transition team, Biden's team had to quickly recalibrate following a letter from the Congressional Hispanic Caucus that had called out a lack of Latino representation in Biden's cabinet. So they scrambled and they told Gina Raimondo, never mind, we're not, we're, we'll find something else for you, but you're not going to be the head of HHS because we need a Latino for this. Uh, so the day before Javier Becerra was announced as Health and Human Services Secretary, he was unaware the job was actually even a possibility. He had no idea. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's crazy. They, I mean, you have had an no idea. idea. He had no idea. No. He had thought that maybe he would be nominated as the U.S. Attorney General. But that was never a serious consideration. Okay, oh, man. But but yeah, I mean, it, the call apparently came out of the blue the day before it was announced. So it's like, okay, uh, we've got to have all these different parts go. We got it's like a puzzle, really. Right. So we promised this one thing to Boot Edge Edge, uh, transportation. He liked trains as a kid. Yeah, transportation. He was on a boat once. Right, Bacaria. Uh, what? Health and Human Services? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, we forgot about that, uh, and apologies, of course, to the Congressional Hispanic Caucus. When we overlooked that, we'll we'll do you right, though. So, like so, a silent auction. It, it was. It's, it's not who's best for the job. No. No. It, it's like they've got paint samples, and they're holding yeah, it up right, next exactly. to people's faces to see if their skin color matches. Jeez. Holy smokes. Well, and the one thing, man, because as you stated, David, and it's true, with everything with masks and COVID, Health and Human Services, big deal, right? 
and it was inexplicable. We're trying to figure it out when Becerra, sorry, Bacaria, went out there and said this, what, a couple months ago? The Department of Health and Human Services is adding climate change to the heart of its health care mission. Climate change? We got other issues right now, dude. We got a pandemic going on, right? Don't we? It's like, again, beyond parody. Uh, yeah. So freaking woke. Unreal. Okay. So how can you feel good about that job well, when you know that you were just checking a box? Yeah, I don't know. And everybody else knows it. Uh, I mean, the thing is, too, is that the number two at HHS is an obese man who thinks he's a woman. This is true. So it's unreal. God. But at least they got hit. Her whatever. They got the name right there. Javier Bacaria. Javier Bacaria. <laughs> It's like they just pulled a carp in front of the White House, and they just keep rolling out like the clown car. <laughs> There's like 50 people jammed in the little Volkswagen. They just keep coming out. Golly. Uh, speaking of woke politics, okay, let's get to uh, the CNN hosts. They had a field day with us over the weekend. They They were disgusted by what they heard, David. Yeah, well, they were, yeah. The media's gone all in against Joe Rogan, and it started with them claiming that, like, the only reason his podcast exists is so he can spread disinformation about the vaccine for the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Well, then a liberal super PAC dug into past episodes and made a compila- uh, compilation video of Joe Rogan saying the N-word. No context, no nothing. It was just, oh, isn't this bad? Um now, over on CNN, Jim Acosta and the media reporter Brian Stelter, they were very sad and disturbed and suggesting that Joe Rogan, I mean, he obviously he should be fired, right? He is now apologizing, and we're going to find out if that's enough for Spotify, the company that has an exclusive distribution deal with him. But this compilation, this this use of the N-word so many times in the past may be too much even for some of his defenders to bear. And you and I both know um, that that compilation right there, which he has admitted to, is, is uh, you know, authentic. That would be enough to put anybody out of a job. I mean, to me, I, it, it, it seems untenable to have that kind of video surface, that kind of compilation surface, and keep one's job. Time out. Yeah. Okay. Again, <laughs> I think he explained this in his apology. It was taken out of context. But he also knows now, different than, say, 10 years ago, when some of those clips were taken from, you can't even say the word now in any context. So he apologized, said it was, you know, the, the teachable moment, um, but also mentioned, yeah, it was taken out of context. These guys don't care. It's a clown. As, just... as far as Stelter and Acosta. <laughs> it's like from our scorecard, look at other people. They've been fired for this. He needs to be fired. Right. We need to be in last by more points. Let's team them up. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. I mean, Brian Stelter is a guy who knows the pain of what a word like that is. That's true, I mean, Dave. For him, it's like you definitely cannot call him tater. That's something that only fellow potatoes can say. 
They go on. We've been reaching out to Spotify, asking for comment. Spotify pr promotes itself as just a platform, you know, where anybody can put up their podcast. But with Rogan, they're paying Rogan uh, tens and tens of millions of dollars, reportedly $100 million for exclusive rights to his content. Right. I mean, you know, um, Joe Rogan can continue uh, to host his podcast. If people want to listen to it, they can. But it doesn't have to be on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, He can do whatever he wants. But Spotify wants a piece of that. That's why they signed him up. Sure. And then what Spotify CEO said, hey, this cancel culture, it's a slippery slope. We defend him. He's apologized. Wasn't right. We're going to move on from it. That is somewhat refreshing. We don't know exactly where it's all going to go. But when we were talking about Rogan last week, they're coming for him. Oh, yeah. He's the new boogeyman. Yeah. The establishment, the yeah. left, he doesn't take the marching orders. He talks to interesting people that have a difference of opinion. And again, as he brought up, a lot of the things he's talked about over time that were controversial in the moment has turned out to be things that CNN are reporting on now. Like masks don't do a whole lot of good in a school. Or that, well, I guess CNN didn't report on lockdowns and not working, even though that's a Johns Hopkins research piece of research. They didn't report on it, but you understand the point I'm making. I'm just glad David uh, sent me his extra copies of India RE CDs this weekend. So yeah, I know. I'd have something to listen to. Yeah. I know. Oh, yeah, and she, she talked more about it, too, yeah. that he needs to be gone. Right. I, I think it's good that Spotify say, no, we're not going to do that. Oh, it's great they do that. It just just stay, stick to your guns. I'm so afraid they're going to cave. The other part of this, if you seriously, with Spotify... Think about all the music you can listen to on Spotify, okay? Think of the lyrical content of a number of different artists. Where Then where does it end? Yeah. We're saying, oh, we, we can't have this. I mean, there's certainly stuff. I mean, talk to a parent. Yeah, I don't want my kids to listen to ABC, whatever it might be. Left doesn't care anything about that. It's, well, he's not towing the line as far as information about COVID more than anything else, so we're going to go after whatever we can to take him down. Okay, latest Super Bowl ads. Uh, you care? Apparently, Lindsay Lohan's going to be joking about her DUI past. Ah. Well, it's very funny. I'm sure there's a lot of, lot of knee slapping going on there. <laughs> DUI is very funny. Yes. I don't know. It's hard to say without actually seeing it. Right. I don't know. What's Lindsay Lohan do anymore? Does she mean anything to You just to see anybody? her on TV. Maybe it's just me, but I see her on TV. All I could think of is she smells like an ashtray. I, I don't wow. even I don't even know why I think that. I just look at her and go, just yeah, it's just something right, like in a like maybe just a hint of like booze in an ashtray. I don't I just look that's what I think. Does she smoke a lot? I can't even I, remember. I, I don't so, know. I so just what made that happen? It's just it's so you just, would think of that like that's that's just what I think when I see her I can't help it I, I see her all the time and go oof like it's like it's the smell of I don't know like a, a beer bottle with just a little bit of beer in the bottom of it right and someone and like drops a, a cigarette in there ball. Yeah. yeah right I just think that's the scent Lindsay Lohan <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that I know you can't it doesn't make any sense I realize that but that's my visual I get. It's always like, oof. I know one thing, and it doesn't matter, you know, who it is, yeah. male, female, whatever. Right. If someone makes the comment, it just looks like they would smell bad, <laughs> it's never good. Right. 
whatever it means. It's just flat out not freaking good. Right. You just think who? They just look smelly. <laughs> Golly. It's, it's not that smell. It's the Febreze she uses to try to cover it up. Cover it up. She's got one of, those, one of those Christmas trees hanging around her neck. <laughs> just <laughs> cruelty. Oh, my goodness. Okay. We have a news update you don't want to miss straight ahead. Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update. This is about Stacey Abrams. Oh, yeah. And the maskless appearance at the school. Well, the the woman who claimed that she is the rightful governor of Georgia, but she's running for election now, um, she went and did a Black History Month reading event at an elementary school in Georgia. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the photo that she sent out, or that I think the school sent it out initially, but then she also retweeted it on social media. Um, and it is a bizarre image of her sitting front and center, no mask, while all of the other kids behind her are wearing masks. Uh, her campaign put out a statement saying that, like, you're using Black History Month to attack her or something. <laughs> like, that. that's not what the criticism was. And the criticism also was not that she wasn't wearing a mask because it's dangerous or something. It's, do you not realize how weird that looks that you, the special one, the celebrity, don't have to, what, do COVID mitigation, but everybody else does? Right. It doesn't make any sense. That's not actually following any science whatsoever. Well, if you follow the science, it would tell you, Really, none of these kids are in any sort of danger. If right. there's one person that gets COVID that might be, it would be her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's the one without the mask. Why do you say that? What do you mean, why do I say that? She, I mean, just by the fact that she's, isn't she in her 40s? How old is she? Yeah, and she's overweight. Is she? I hadn't noticed. Come on. Okay, man. Not doing a fat joke here, but she is overweight. I understand, yes. I mean. Yes. But you know who is she? My news update is you won't believe who she is disappointed with this. Members of The View. No. Yes. No. Yes. Talking about this unforced error. You can hear, you know, joyless talk about his strategy. And then it's Sonny who says, yeah. Should have been better. Strategist, also. She's strategizing. She's probably mad that she was an unforced yeah. error and it, of, of the worst sort because I, I don't know that I necessarily believe that politicians are role models anymore, uh, but to many people she is, and you yeah. want better from your yeah. role model. Model also... the correct behavior. I mean, it's interesting that they would actually oppose Stacey Abrams on something. They're still wrong. <laughs> that hasn't changed. No. That's amazing, though. I... She said, unforced error of the worst sort. That's what she said. Anthony Weiner's like, hold on a second. Let me tell you about an unforced error. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yes. Did you happen to see the the meme going around with Ted Nugent on The View replacing Whoopi? No. They're all gathered around and there's Ted in the middle. (laughs) Okay, that's pretty funny. That's good. 
That'd be very good. Um, Spotify. Yeah. They're defending, not not exactly defending, but they're sticking by Joe Rogan. They're not going to shut it down. Uh, Saying he apologized for use of the N-word in the past. They're moving on. But there's a lot of backlash from the left. And what is your update, David? Well, it's a coordinated attack, right? Because it's not about principles or anything else. It's it's about flexing and claiming another scalp. I mean, the N-word montage was put out there in coordination with a liberal super PAC. This is a political hit job. Um, And that needs to be fleshed out more by national media if they actually wanted to do their jobs, but they're not. They're just going to take those talking points and and roll with it and go along with the idea that uh, Joe Rogan should be fired. Because principles matter, right? You know who else is up on Spotify? Who? Right now. Who? Bill Cosby. Holy smokes. What? He, I mean, he's his stand-ups on there. No kidding. Yeah. Well, this is a guy who's a serial rapist who, well, got out of prison on a technicality. This is true. And yet, I mean, he's still getting streams. Presumably, he's still collecting some sort of uh, of payment as a result of this. You know, the interesting case of Bill Cosby, because Bill Cosby for a while, was loved by all of America, right? Throughout the age. Sure. But at some point in time, there were people on the left that turned on Bill Cosby because he was saying things that made some blacks uncomfortable and mad about the way to, quote, behave, the way to dress, all these different things. So it was almost like Bill Cosby was loved more by conservatives for a while. Okay. And then it was all of the allegations and all of the stories coming out about all of the sexual abuse for years and years and years and spiking drinks and all of that stuff. Then it went back to there were some people on the left defending him again. Yeah. And I'm not quite sure, at least in my estimation, it's most people look at Bill Cosby and say, what an awful, terrible person and what he did for years. But is that somehow changing, too? Uh, I guess so. Well, nobody seems too worried about a serial rapist profiting off of Spotify, but Joe Rogan's got to go. And how many people are like, you know, it's Saturday night. What do you want to do? How about some old Bill Cosby on Spotify? (laughs) (laughs) This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. All right, trying to figure out where we go next with the pandemic. I know for a lot of people, it's just kind of over. And there are others saying, whoa, 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 it ain't over. Yeah, I'd say they're in the minority now. Who's in the minority? The uh, we're, It's not over yet, people. It just depends on where you're at in the country. Yeah, I guess. And what kind of mitigation measures are still in play. Right. One thing about the 60 Minutes piece that ran last night, if you missed it, probably did, um, is that at a lot of hospitals, it's certainly not over because ERs are overrun. They were in Louisville. 
And so for our friends in Louisville, you know, if you know you saw the footage last night, you know anyone involved as far as working at you know these different hospitals. Yeah, like in a lot of parts of the country, it's a tough thing going to work every day. Mm-hmm. You know, and what you're facing because you're overrun and you're short-staffed. So the whole reason for the piece, the way they promoted it, was talking about a nursing shortage. Which is true everywhere. I've heard it many times. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. And that sucks. No doubt about it. And I suppose it depends on your worldview. When you hear nursing shortage, what's the first thing you think of? Why? Me? Yes. Um, The vaccine mandates. Is that what you think, David? Yeah, because we heard about it. Yeah. yeah. We heard from people in the healthcare profession that this might happen. Yes. The people that had to work throughout the whole pandemic when it was, you know, serious stuff and we didn't know anything about it. Yes. So I tend to think the same thing. Now, we also know of people that just got burned out. Maybe they were getting close to retirement or just said, you know what, screw it. I'm not doing this. And that's anymore. understandable. I get it. Sure. Yeah. I understand it. It's the reason some people left education. Mm-hmm. But also there were people that said, you know, I'm not I'm not getting vaccinated, so I'm going to just go ahead and quit. That's right. And that's happened, too. Yep. Okay. So as I'm watching the 60 Minutes piece, I'm going to play you a couple of clips at just the way they influenced it, because they never brought up the mandate. Never. That's right. And the whole piece. Not one second. That runs like 13 minutes. And this is what is so disingenuous. It's not that the people that they were talking to at the hospital aren't fed up and don't have feelings and have the freedom to feel any number of different ways. It's that you're not telling the whole story. That's what's frustrating. Check this clip. When you have a COVID patient who comes in not vaccinated, are you thinking now, like, it didn't have to be this way? I do get a sense of, wow, had you chosen a different route, then we wouldn't be where we are now. It's just frustrating. It's frustrating when there's something out there that can keep you from dying. It can lower your odds of being hospitalized and having severe disease. I just don't understand why more people don't. And in her shoes, I understand how you can feel that way. Sure. Yeah. Do you understand why some people would not want to get vaccinated? That's the problem, right? Because there are so many that have no concept or understanding of why you wouldn't want to. Depending on your age. They just don't. They can't wrap their head around it, though. Even now, when we know, you can be someone like you, Scott. Who, you know, certainly was one that would be, you know, considered at risk. So you got your vaccines, you got your booster, and you still get COVID. COVID. Yes. Now, it was very mild. Yes. I mean, I had like a temperature for like eight hours. That was it. But it's not what they said it was going to be. No, 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 no. And now, again today, and they haven't done it yet, but they're looking at it, the CDC, of changing up the timelines of the vaccine. So if you're someone at risk, they would speed up the fourth dose. And if you're not someone at risk, they would put more time between the first and second vaccine. Right. Do you remember months ago, there were a few experts at the time talking about, you know, if you want this thing to last longer, you wouldn't go so close with the first two doses for most people. And they're demonized. And it Mm -hmm. turns out they were right. Yeah, they were right. 
This is one of the reasons people don't trust the medical institutions. Because they said one thing at one time and it turned out to be wrong. Here's another piece from the 60 Minutes uh, bit last night. And this is where you're talking about something you would have had to seen it, but I want to paint the picture for you. And in a way, it's not pleasant, and it's not to criticize anyone, but this is the reality if we were all sitting in a room together watching this, okay? Last September, a fellow nurse and friend, Becky Folks, became one of her patients when Folks became sick with COVID. I remember just like, you know, just breaking down because seeing somebody at their worst point, you know, not knowing if they're going to live or die is... You know, it's very, it's very hard. It is. Folks is a heart and lung nurse. She was vaccinated and working through the pandemic. She was in bad shape when you saw her? Oh, she, yeah. So for a patient to need to go on ECMO, it's a last ditch effort. Okay. Just to play that forward. You saw it, Scott. Mm -hmm. So you know where it goes from there. Yeah. I mean, she got off the machine, but she still needed the trach. Right. And it's still sort of touch and go. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the way you would understand it, right? Yes. Without playing the entire piece. Right. I'll play it like the last 30 seconds or, or so. Um, who have fought through this. You're putting yourself and your family at risk, you know, every day to take care of people. Um, even people who I've had people look me in the face and tell me it's not real. and So it's cited. That's the point I'm trying to get across. Now, with this nurse that then is being taken care of who is vaccinated and it's still touch and go, if you're watching it, what do you see? It's hard to say it without being mean. But we're trying to look well, at it this in a medical sort of way. Yeah. Oh, you I, can already tell the person is at risk. Yeah, I, I didn't see it, but I'm guessing that this person is overweight. Yes. Yes. By quite a bit, I would say. It would and, be considered grossly overweight, yes. It's, it's never mentioned as you're watching it. And you're almost dumbfounded by it as you're, you're like, well, you don't want to be mean, but obviously there's, there's something else at play here. If we're all going to, quote, get through this together, we have to be honest with ourselves. Who is at risk? Yeah. Who needs to be extra careful? And maybe, honestly, not give back to normal so fast. Maybe you're going to have to lay low for a while. But you're still talking about, well, kids in school got to wear masks. And we got to shut down events and do different things. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. I, I don't understand why it is even close to taboo to talk about weight. And I say that as, as a Husky fellow myself, you know, that that's one of the reasons why I got the vaccine. Because it's like, okay, well, I'm a fat guy with a history of smoking. Yeah, okay, Go ahead and dose me, right? Um, you weighed the odds, right? And, and and so you know it made sense for me. Right. But if you were to look at somebody who was vaccinated and then got COVID and had to be in the ICU or God forbid died, and if that person had a three pack a day smoking habit, that would absolutely be in the story. But yes. if the person's 100 pounds overweight, we're like, ah, can't really talk about that. Oh, I'm not going to mention it. I, I mean, how many times have you seen it? There's a story about otherwise healthy 35-year-old dies from COVID. 
and you see the picture, and again, it's like I, I hate to even have to walk on eggshells here. I'm talking about my people here, okay? <laughs> I know. It's like, yeah, if they're if they're fat, if they're very overweight, they're not otherwise healthy. I know. I mean, again, when you look at the number of deaths, you know, through the whole period, and part of that is we don't really know of who actually died from COVID or who died with COVID. We still don't know that. But you have a whole group of people in America that are still going on this. It's got to be the vaccine and nothing else. Well, see, that's the morality play that bothers me, because if someone's in the hospital with lung cancer who smoked three packs a day... I mean, are we not supposed to treat them or treat them differently because they brought it on themselves if they overeat, if they're, you know, if they're cirrhosis of the liver? I mean, whatever else inflicted upon ourselves, we have the freedom to booze our brains out if we want to and to smoke. That's the deal. Yeah. But when all of a sudden your morality play as well, if you did it yourself, somehow that's you're looked down upon. Yeah, I mean it's just, I, and again, you take that to the nth degree, and, and getting back to the to the weight situation. I know everybody knows, right? I yes. mean, if you're overweight, that's not good. There's nothing good that can come from that. Well, and I think most people that are overweight that I talk to um, are very much in the vein of what David said. Of yeah, you kind of know it. You're doing your best, right? But there's never been anyone that gets out front and says, you know, if you struggle with this, and millions of Americans do, this is something we got to start taking right. seriously. You know, not just through COVID, but just health overall. But if you point it out, if you point it out, it's I know. shaming. I you know. know, and it's, I understand. That's well, you know, obviously the sensible thing was to close the gyms, close the playgrounds, close the parks, <laughs> right. and make sure to keep the fast food drive-through open, well, along yeah. with the liquor stores. Those were essential. By the yeah. way, another story today. Was it kids? are now all jacked up with their diet because of COVID? Yeah, sure. I bet. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Yeah, we're going to see this for a long time. Well, there was and some I'm not cities meaning where... to go, like, right. wait to wait. This was a completely different story. Chris Christie, did you hear? see what he said yesterday? That, yeah, you, Trump tried to intimidate Mike Pence into illegally throwing the election. I don't think we've heard the last of that whole thing. Yeah. Now that Pence came out and said, well, Trump was wrong. I had no right to overturn right. anything. Well... It's it's not a theory. I mean, that was one of the things on that dark day in American history. The insurrection. No, the one thing that really did piss me off, in addition to the yokels who were like smashing windows and whatnot, but was while all that's going on, Donald Trump is tweeting about how Mike Pence didn't have the courage to do whatever. Oh yeah, that was. And it's like, no nah, man, come on. He didn't. He didn't have the ability to do that. It's not. He he can't do it. Right. And, man, Pence was loyal. Yeah. You know, through all of that. I think that's going to come up more and more as we get closer, and it's the discussion between Trump and DeSantis. Like, who is going to end up being the guy? Mm -hmm. Because right now people are thinking it's between those two, and a lot of other things can happen. There are going to be a few ladies in that race, too. Don't know if it'll make a difference. Nikki Haley is rumored for a long time to be running. And Chrissy Noem. Yeah. So we'll, you know, we'll see. Um, I don't know. It, there's so many different stories that you can see out there that sort of put your fear into where is the world going? And it's Russia, Ukraine. You got the Olympics with China 
and we're all thinking, okay, with this pandemic, this didn't need to go down this way with the virus escaping the lab, and yet Fauci still has a job. There's a lot of different things, you know, that have people frustrated. Um, There are good people out there. There are good stories. If you look for it, you can find them all the time. There are a group of firefighters in Illinois delivered a baby during the big blizzard from last week in a Jimmy John's parking lot. Woman and her husband were heading to the hospital, didn't make it. So all of a sudden, the firefighters, okay, we're going to have to jump into action here. I know a couple firefighters. I got to ask them, are you really ready for a situation like that? Because I'm guessing the guys I know would not be. Like, oh, geez. <laughs> oh, I don't know about this. I guess they've had training, though, right? Yeah, okay. And that's your job all of a sudden, Rob. I don't want that job. I just wonder what the husband's <laughs> driving to the hospital. He stopped at Jimmy John's first. No, he's in, he's in a blizzard. i got to get a sandwich before we go to the he hospital. Couldn't make it. I didn't, that's not, <laughs> that wasn't the situation. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Democrats are uh, saying Biden shouldn't run next time. Who is saying that? We'll get to that and much more coming up in just a few. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I'll tell you what's going down. Uh, Cases of COVID in the United States. 61% down since the January peak. No kidding. That's great news. Great news. It was predicted. What's the next variant? Is there a next variant popping its head up somewhere? Remember, there is stealth Omicron. (laughs) They tried floating that one out for a couple days last week. Stealth Omicron? Yeah, it doesn't get picked up in those fancy new tests uh, that Uncle Joe Biden has been sending out two months Hey, man, too by late. the way, I still don't have mine. Your tests? Yeah, it was like um, three weeks ago, right? Yeah, that seems right. Three what weeks. What the hell's going on? We said at the time when you ordered it online during the show, by the time you get it, this whole wave's going to be gone. Right, and and now we're worried about Stealth Omicron, yeah, it doesn't which detect it, yeah. doesn't get picked up by the test that we just got. How can they be this bad <laughs> at all this? The adults are back, baby. Right. Oh, we have an update, too, on Honkathon. The, <laughs> <laughs> the honkening. The, the honkening, sorry. Yeah, the, the, this is the uh, Freedom Convoy where hundreds of truckers have parked in the capital city of Ottawa to uh, protest vaccine mandates there in Canada. Yes. Um, That's where the main Freedom Convoy is, but there are other protests all over the country, like in Alberta, where they were disrupting uh, the the flow of traffic around the border. Um, And in Winnipeg, I don't know if you saw this update, some deranged dude drove his Jeep into a group of four men on purpose. Like, went and sped towards him and tried to take him out. Luckily, uh, no one was seriously injured. I think one person had to go to the hospital, but uh, they were already discharged. Wow. Uh, The guy, the driver, has been arrested. And what you notice, one of the things that jumps out at me is that the guy sitting behind the wheel of the Jeep, the guy who's, like, plowing into people, he's by himself in the Jeep wearing a mask. (laughs) <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> and so at least he was safe. Wow. 
Wow. While trying to run over people. <laughs> I'm really interested to see how this turns out. Anybody have a prediction? Well, they're they're making arrests in Ottawa right now. They said seven right. people have been arrested, and they've written a bunch of tickets. And if you bring them food or bring them gasoline or anything, they'll arrest you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, this is fantastic. All because even though the vaccine doesn't stop you from getting COVID or yeah. spreading it, the mandate stays in place. Right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I know that they had some military training with China in Canada in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it's rubbed off quite a bit. Just a little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of China, you know the tennis player, Peng Shui? Yeah. Yes. She announced her retirement. I heard that. That yeah. was uh, kind of unexpected. Uh, some would say yes, because it seemed like she was an up-and-coming star. Isn't that what we thought? Top of yeah, her game. This, yeah. this is the woman who accused a uh, bigwig in the Communist Party of sexual assault, and then yes. she went missing for a while. People were wondering, hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, women's Tennis pulled out all events from China in protest because they didn't know what what was happening with her. They released a hostage-looking video saying, oh, everything's okay, and I guess now she is uh, retiring. And she also said that it was a big misunderstanding. So it was that I never said anyone sexually assaulted me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My private life should not be brought up in sports and politics. Man. Jeez. Man, that's scary. And I'm retiring. Wow. Right. And that's it? When the, when the honking is done, we need to arm the truckers and send them to Canada. I wonder what anyone's going to say about this, especially with the Olympics going on. Yeah. Because I guess Nancy Pelosi told our athletes, don't speak out about anything. Right. It's a disgrace. This is nuts, man. I mean, the Women's Tennis Association had suspended all tournaments in China because of concerns for her well-being. And now she's out there, you know, again, the interview arranged by the Chinese Olympic Committee, carefully managed. Yeah. Nope. That was all just a misunderstanding. Nope. No sexual assault. I'm retiring. Thanks. Wow. All right, Scott Robbins, top three stories of the day, the trifecta, coming up next. Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Jerry Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. David, did you have a news update? Yeah, I, I think it's kind of funny. Um, Ted Lieu, who's a uh, very outspoken Democrat in the House of Representatives, just tweeted something out very interesting that would have been called misinformation not that long ago. Wow. With the rapid decline of Omicron, pandemic restrictions will be lifted sooner rather than later. In considering what to do, health officials must factor in natural immunity, not what? just vaccination rates. Oh, well, Boy, now. they are panicked about the midterms, aren't they? Yes. yes, they are, sir. It's too late. Oh, it's way too late. Yeah. Doesn't it seem? You're on record. All of you. The American people figured this out a while mm-hmm. ago, for the most part. 
but now all of a sudden, again, going back to earlier in the show, that's why I was so surprised when I saw the 60 Minutes piece about the nursing shortage. Because even from the preview I saw, I thought they were going to be talking about mandates, vaccine mandates, and so many people quitting. That wasn't it. No. They were still holding strong to the narrative. And again, I want to be clear, that's not to say that doctors, nurses working in hospitals haven't gone through the ringer. They have. I think we all have compassion there yeah. for what they've been facing for a long, long time. And again, you feel like you got to say it every time. Being anti-mandate does not mean you're anti-vax. You know, it could be, but that doesn't necessarily mean one to another. That if you're anti-mandate, you're anti-vaccine. That's right. nonsense. But the media never wants to make that clear. They like the fuzziness that they can give people on that. By the way, I don't know if you knew this or not. This was uh, just updated today. It was updated today. CDC. Um. They're letting people know that a quarter of United States adults are too inactive. You don't yeah, say. Really? really? Huh? According to the data, more than one in five adults are said to be inactive in all but four states. That would be Washington, Utah, Colorado, and Vermont. Physical inactivity for adults was defined as not participating in any physical activities outside of work, like running, walking for exercise, or gardening over the past month. It's winter in some places, but said by region, the South had the highest prevalence of physical inactivity at over 27%, followed by the Midwest, just over 25%, the Northeast, 24.7%, and the West at 21%. Hmm. So does that mean that the CDC is going to say we all need to do a better job as far as physical activity goes? I haven't seen anyone pick that up yet. But we shall see. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> obviously it's better for you. Yes. 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 We all know that, right? Yes. Absolutely. And, dude, I, there's a lot of days you don't want to do it at all. But it's America. We can choose not to or we can choose to. But if we That's choose true. not to, hospitals won't uh, accept us as patients. They'll just put us out on the street. <laughs> Gee whiz. Let me measure your resting heart rate. Okay, no, you're not, you're, you're not fit yeah. enough. Bye. Yeah. See ya. Before we get to the trifecta, we were talking about this earlier uh, before we went on air because David had left the other day. It was one of those days Scott and I were just having a conversation talking about exercising. I'm like, yeah, sometimes I have to listen to Jocko Willink. And if you're familiar with Jocko, you know he's like motivational, former Navy SEAL, talking about the days you're not feeling it. You know what I do? I do it. Yeah, that dude will get you pumped, man. It's very entertaining. After hearing that, if you didn't want to go to the gym, would you end up going? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's he's very persuasive. I mean, you were just listening to it, and I saw you getting scared, Scott. <laughs> well, yeah, I was waiting for you're worthless and weak. <laughs> you're not a man. Should should actually get a clip of that. Yeah. Anyway, you yeah. ready for your big yeah, three? Let's do it. Well, if you weren't feeling like it, you know what I'd say. What's that? You get it done. Okay? <laughs> right. yeah, and it no starts now. Right. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. We do it every day at this time. Scott Robbins, top three stories of the day, helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Yeah. 
Hi, Casey. Did you have a good weekend, buddy? Scott. What? Yes. Okay. Good. I'm ready. Thank you. Okay. Three. Uh, the website uh, Rumble, right? That, this was launched as a counter to YouTube. Um, it, it's making a play now for Joe Rogan. Yeah, I mean, Joe Rogan's in a position where, and people are wondering now, will he temper his content now to appease the woke mob and to uh, placate the, the the site, the what he's on right now, right? Okay. Will I he think do this as a podcaster? I don't know. Spotify is saying, no, he's fine. We're going to take care of it. But anyway, he's looking at alternatives, apparently. In comes Rumble. They're asking the question. Rumble, by the way, was started by Dan Bongino, I guess. He was an investor anyway. Mm-hmm. And they're offering Rogan a contract now, $100 million over a four-year period, free from any censorship at all. Wow. And the platform has taken off in terms of the volume of people that are actually uh, involved in listening now. So he's got a big chip to play should he choose to play it. Well, so far, Spotify has said they are... They're behind him. Right. That's what they say. They've pulled a lot of episodes because the big controversy over the weekend was someone compiled a list of him saying the N-word from years ago. In his apology, he said, I hadn't used the word in a long time. A lot of it was taken out of context, Mm -hmm. except for one particular story. And then he goes on to explain that, you know, had bits and pieces of that early on. The one thing that's interesting to me. And it's not like I would listen to that podcast every day. It would sort of depend on who was on there. Right. I, so, I mean, whenever I would see a guest that uh, I thought would be interesting or there'd be a little clip that might pop up on YouTube, yep. I'd check it out, see what they were talking about, that sort of thing. To hear all these people now say, is he going to temper his content? Well, I don't think so. It sounds like people asking the question don't really understand what it is. He's just having conversations with people. And it can go in a number of different areas. Um, If you're not familiar with Jordan Peterson, he's a psychologist, a clinical psychologist. uh, Some would say modern-day philosopher. He's written books, kind of a phenomenon. I like Jordan Peterson. That podcast was four hours from a few weeks ago, okay? I bring that up to say Joe Rogan pushes back on a lot of ideas. Like he, In my opinion, when someone's giving different ideas about something or different thoughts, there's a lot of times he'll push back. There will be a rub. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if he's going to do that more, but the whole content of, the, of what he does I can't see well, changing. And a lot of times he has guests on that I'm guessing most people wouldn't care about. In my opinion, he should seriously put out a statement saying I'm considering the offer. <clears throat> Why not? I don't know that he has the right to just go. He may not. If but, he's under if, contract. But, but he also, under the contract, does it, does it stip, uh, in, anywhere in there, does it stipulate that they can mess with his content at all or try to censor him or or take his podcast down? Was that part of the contract? I mean, they took a hundred-some-odd well, podcasts down. I don't think those, he minds it. Yeah, a lot of those he took down himself. Okay, well, we'll see what happens. Ted Cruz <laughs> is urging him to go to Rumble, by the way. Send him a note. Wow. That'll be interesting. If they got him, I mean, they're locking uh, that whole thing is, I mean, Bongino's got like 2 million people, I guess, on it. Okay. And uh, everybody else who's switched over and made the, made the move is, has more on that than they ever had on YouTube or any of the other Spotify or any of the other ones. They got a crap load of money right now. 100 million bucks, dude. Oof. 
When's he going to offer one of us? I mean, I, nothing. Anyway, <laughs> we're getting closer and closer to number one. Uh-huh. Two. Uh, free crack pipes for equality, Scott. Well, there was... What happened? I don't know. Okay, he's back. What happened? I think Where's you're back, David? David. I don't he's know. There. Oh, he's there now. There okay. He was taking a call from Spotify is what he was doing. He's trying to move this show onto <laughs> right. that format. Right. Oh, my gosh. He's already yeah. getting off. Right. There you go. Good. Take right. it, David. Just don't even negotiate. Yes. There you go. What's yeah. number two? Uh, free uh, crack pipes for equality. That's no, right. it's not. Yeah. This is in the free beacon this morning. And I kind of had to double check it when I read the story because I thought, this can't be true, right? Well, it is. Health and Human Services under the Biden administration beginning in May. As part of their effort, funding will be provided to local governments and nonprofit groups so they can provide free safety materials to drug users. Among those materials will be free crack pipes for some reason. Well, there's a okay, there's a lot of different angles to this story all of a sudden. Yes. It makes no sense, of course. Uh-huh. But I'm sure for the people that like crack, they're saying, hey man, in Seattle you get free needles, different cities for heroin addicts. What about us crack addicts? I want a free crack pipe. Isn't that the same as a free needle? Well, yeah. I mean, and, and instead of the Obama phone, they're going to be called the Hunter Pipe. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Get your free Hunter Pipe. The new Secretary of Health and Human Services, Hunter Biden. Free <laughs> right. crack pipes for everyone. Yeah, I read that story, too. It's like a $30 million grant program. Yeah, uh, program. program. Yep. And the applications have already closed. Uh, I think... Today was like the deadline, or maybe yesterday was the deadline for groups to apply for some of this funding. And I saw the headline, read the story, understood the details, digested it a little bit, and I thought, you know what? There's been a conspiracy theory for years that the U.S. government invented crack cocaine and distributed it in the inner city specifically to try to keep black people down. And I was like 60-40 in favor of that being the case. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, there might be something to that. I read this story, and I'm like, I'm 100% on board now. They're not even hiding it anymore. They're saying, <laughs> <laughs> just keep people addicted. Right. <laughs> they said, they I'm said, like, that sounds ludicrous. That's crazy. They said the free smoking kits and supplies, that's the section it's under, aim to reduce the risk of infection. When smoking a crack pipe with glass pipes can lead to infections through cuts and sores. Yeah, they can. And And this is from Health and Human Services. Yes, sir. Javier Bacaria. That's right. Becerra. And we were talking earlier about why are they not focused on the pandemic? Because it's not only crack pipes, apparently. It's also... Javier... I know his name. Javier Bacaria. I know. I get that. The Department of Health and Human Services is adding climate change to the heart of its health care mission. Okay, so climate change. What does yeah. crack in the air do to the environment? Has anyone <laughs> studied that? Well, apparently That's... it's compassionate to enable addictions that keep right. people destitute and will likely kill them. Well, right there, they're actually combating climate change. <laughs> it's the top three stories okay. of the day, according <laughs> to Scott Robbins. That gets funnier yes. the more you think about it. I just want to say that. It is the trifecta, <laughs> yeah. and I think we're ready. There's a third one. Yes. And finally, one. Uh, <laughs> Sebastian Bach has weighed in oh, no. on yes. free speech. Oh, no. Yes, he has. Sebastian Bach weighed in. He tweeted out, imagine calling yourself a rocker, yet citing with some dude who has a podcast over Neil Young. You can stick to listening to your podcast. I'm going to stick to listening to Neil Young. 
Okay, for the people that are like, who are you talking about? Who is Sebastian Bach? He's the lead singer of Skid Row. Yes, he is. He went on to tweet, free speech does not mean the freedom to lie. Hey, Sebastian, that's exactly what it means. <laughs> free so to say he, whatever I want. He's saying the whole thing with Spotify and Joe Rogan and Neil Young, for Neil Young saying it's him or me, my right. music has to go if you're going to keep that. Right. And Sebastian can't understand why any rocker would side with Joe Rogan. Right, over Neil Young. And then he says, free speech doesn't mean lying. Let me give you an example. Skid Row is a great band. <laughs> there. Hey, I was at a backstage with you at Skid Row one time. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. You're all buddy-buddy with those guys. You didn't even like them. As I remember, they were the headliner that night. They were. And Soundgarden was the opening act. That is correct. Wow. Well, that tour didn't last long. Honestly, both bands were great. They were, and vocally, both bands were awesome. You know, But no, I don't think that would ever happen again with sound. Well, of course it's never going to happen again. Well, you're a rocker. You can't possibly side with. Yes, I absolutely can. <laughs> My gosh. Neil Young? Really? You're that much into Neil Young? It must be a Canada thing with Sebastian Maybe. Bach. Oh, my gosh. All right. We got a news update. And Nimrod's in the news to get to. Nice try, Factor. Van Camp and Robin Show. Jerry Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. <laughs> Even Russell Brand right now is going after Brian Stelter of CNN for going after Joe Rogan. Oh, jeez. I mean, this all seems a little bit silly. The whole Joe Rogan thing. Oh, yeah. With first well, misinformation and then going through old shows and taking things out of context, right, with the N-word. It really does come down to... I I don't want to sound like too crazy with this. But it sort of comes down to free speech and information getting to people. Mm -hmm. Because whenever you have a whistleblower in some sort, you know, whether it's a company or just a, an entire field to say, hey, there are a lot of people going along with something that's not real. How do they get heard? Well, it used to be there would be news organizations that person could go to to help break a story, right? Mm -hmm. When all those organizations are owned by somebody that doesn't want the story to get out, as we saw so many times over the last few years, there would be people with a huge story, but it would get absolutely blanketed from the top, whether that was about Harvey Weinstein. Do you remember that? Um, there was one with Woody Allen. There was the one with Jeffrey Epstein with the lady from ABC. Yeah. They had those stories. They got suppressed. So it takes someone like a Rogan that will talk to people that can just put the information out there. The truth will come to light at some point in time. Yeah. So when you're talking about 
Dr. Malone, Dr. McCullough, is what they're saying true? I don't think we know. Well, I mean, but whenever we talk about misinformation, they never give you exactly what they mean. Exactly. That's what irritates me. They I mean, just label it, and that's it. I mean, we're sitting at a moment right now where national media has spent more time asking probing questions about Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan's content than asking Dr. Fauci uncomfortable questions about what kind of research he was a part of. Yes, you're that's, absolutely that's right That's pathetic. That. It is pathetic. Mm-hmm. All right, we got to get the Nimrod's roll. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's the news. Bad luck here, Richmond, Kentucky. A guy named Adam Castle got stopped by the police. He knew he was in trouble. He had failed to show up to court for drug trafficking charges. And he knew there were warrants out for his arrest, so he gave a fake name. Said, yeah, I'm Stephen Clemens. Okay. Hmm. So they run the name through their system. It's like, oh, I think I tricked these guys. It turns out Stephen Clemens was also uh, wanted by the police. The fake name name. was also wanted. (laughs) Wow. What are the chances? So then Adam fessed up while they were driving him to jail. It's like, no, my real name is uh, Adam Castle. Here's here's what you should be arresting me for. (laughs) (laughs) And that's Nimrod's in the News.